Get ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20-plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from New York City, Wall Street. Here we are. About to make my way to Broad and Wall. Had an exciting day. We're here at the New York Secondary, the Mortgage Banker Association. We're finally back live in New York, which is amazing. The energy's great. It's a little crazy out here. There's a lot of, lot of, um, it's, it's, there's a lot of color out here in the city. It's, uh, it's been three years since I've seen it. Um, it's a great dynamic. There's energy. There's vibe. There's a lot going on. How you doing, man? Good. Hanging in there? Yeah. You need some help? Of course, buddy. Um, we have um, the one thing that matters more than anything. Hey, cheers, man. Hey, you're bad. Hey, God bless you. Here, let me put this right here, okay? Okay. God bless you, all right? Hey. Yep, cheers. We've got the haves and the have-nots. Oh, my God. I can't believe it just happened. Um, trust me, I did not plan that. Um, consumer is everything. The consumer is 70% of the economy. And um, at the end of the day, if there are cracks in the consumer... This might be like one of my worst videos ever. Um, if there are cracks in the consumer, the economy will start to see demand destruction. And that can happen very fast. Remember, money is not what makes the world go around. It's credit. And so far, credit's good. However, even though there's no credit cracks, there's no um, defaulting credit, we do have people spending more on credit. Credit card balances went up in March and April. So we'll be looking at that data. Uh, temporary hires have stopped. That could be the sign in um, Slack in the labor market. Rick Reader, you know, uh, BlackRock's $9 trillion uh, fixed income manager, asset manager, I think it's $11 trillion actually. Um, I mean, he's he's saying, hey, look, you want to see cracks in the labor market, you look at um, things like uh, temp hires. And so if we go from 11.5 million job openings with 5 million unemployed down to 8 million job openings and 6 million, 7 million unemployed. You know, that's what the Fed's trying to achieve right now. So um, we're going to keep an eye on that. He says at uh, Black uh, BlackRock, they are holding cash with two hands. Holding cash with two hands. The economy is based, again, GDP, 70% of the economy is based on consumer spending. Our con consumers are still holding their cash. They're still in a good spot. But there's the haves and the have-nots. And so we have to continue to watch that. Um, you know, there's been labor hoarding going on. Um, Kathy Wood from ARK Invest says a lot of people have been hiring kind of as fast as they can, the employers, because they don't want to pay for higher wages that have been going up the last um, year. But uh, according to the um, Bowtie Economist, wage growth did not go up last month. So we've had a little bit of slack in the labor market. A little bit of slack and some signs um, for um, consumers and their spending and their credit habits. We have to watch that. That's super important. Here we are at Wall Street. Um, as you guys know, 
Intercontinental Exchange, ICE, that owns, um, that bought Ellie May, that bought Encompass. Um, they own the New York Stock Exchange. They're holding an event here. I'm about to roll up in here and check it out. I don't know if I could film from there. Our great friends in an act, they got to ring the bell at the NASDAQ today. I got to go be part of that. It was pretty cool. It's a great conference. Good vibe. Good energy. Things are, things are good in New York. Again, all we can do is control what we control and just continue to work our ass off and put people in houses despite anything that's thrown our way. Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, cheers. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. Back at the desk, been on the road for like three weeks, like legit. Nice to finally chill out. Got Memorial Day coming up here, so I'll do some beach footage next week. Uh, but uh, National Mortgage Banker Association Secondary Conference. It's kind of like the Super Bowl. It was in New York City at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square. My first time back personally to New York in three years. And uh, great energy out there. Good vibe. Lots of people. A little craziness going on in Times Square with some of the, um, some of the locals. But, you know, um, it's what gives New York such a good vibe. And I made like a super eye contact vapor lock with uh, Naked Cowboy. Swear to God. I was on my phone on a Zoom call and I was walking by. I look up. I think he thought I was filming him. And we just had a moment. We just looked into each other's souls. And there he was strumming his guitar, just smiling. So I thought that was pretty cool. So New York is still pretty unique and awesome and one of our great treasures in America. All right. Um, since I was there, I was also at the New York Stock Exchange for a couple events and the NASDAQ. Uh, got to be there for the Bell Celebration uh, for Enact, our good friends in Enact um, who went public uh, recently. And of course, ICE that owns the New York Stock Exchange and um, also bought Ellie May and is in the news recently for buying uh, Black Knight. So I am going to say I am not responsible for your losses, only your profits. Do not take my advice. I'm not a financial advisor, but I want to talk about stocks and stuff because of what a week I had in New York. And so I'm going to get into a little bit of it, just talk about a little bit of stuff, and then we'll get into housing. So um, we are having a growth scare. Um, I happen to be on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange on Wednesday and the market tanked. Now, it wasn't my fault. It was taking before I got there and it sold off into the close. And uh, it's very interesting what's going on right now. You know, um, the equity market is very forward thinking. They say it looks about six to nine months out. So is there a recession? Is inflation going to be heightened? Is it peaking? Is it going to come down? Um, will the Fed rate, uh, you know, raise rates fast? Will they unload their balance sheet into the market and, you know, crater the, the balance between stocks and bonds? The dollar's, you know, one of the strongest it's ever been. Is it going to start coming down now? What's going on? We're all looking at our 401ks. And just so you know, if you haven't sold anything and you're not a trader, you might as well just hang on to it. You know, you're, you aren't going to do anything anyway. But indiscriminate selling, um, margin calls, reduction, some of these blind spots that I've talked about over the last year when I try and look for like an unknown unknown that might affect our, uh, our market. Some of these things are actually happening right now. Remember the diamond hand? Uh, GameStop saga when you had um, you know 120% short interest uh, float on GameStop and Melvin Capital was one of the hedge funds that got absolutely crushed when all the um, all the apes from the Reddit crowd they bought a bunch of GameStop stock. Well, Melvin Capital announced today they are going out of business, so they're shutting it down. No more fees being charged to their clients as of June 1st, so in just a couple of weeks. So the apes won. Uh, they crushed a hedge fund, and um, hedge funds is pretty interesting. 
They're the ones, they have a lot of money, big office funds, anyone that's filing a 13F, which is an IRS document, if you have over 100 million in assets under management in a quarter, there's a lot of big movement going on out there. If people are selling ETFs, for example, exchange-traded funds, right? Let's say you have a basket of funds that are in technology. So maybe there's Apple and Microsoft and some other things that are in there. If people are saying, you know what, I don't really like technology, which by the way, 54% of all the U.S. equity market are in ETFs, these ETFs, exchange-traded funds, which by the way have a little bit of a tax advantage because it's passive investment. But these managed, um, these companies that manage ETFs, if there is selling that goes on, that someone's like, I don't like tech right now, I don't know about the growth, or maybe it's too high flying, or maybe the valuations aren't there, then these managers of these ETFs, they have to sell every single stock that's in those um, ETF funds. Some of that can be looked at as indiscriminate selling, if you will, which then brings the prices down, which creates fear, uncertainty, and doubt, also known as FUD. And of course, that can kind of feed on itself. And so there's been this, this real big technical, um, I guess, uh, decline and technical deterioration of the stock market. So there's a deleveraging going on. In fact, I saw a stat last week that over $7 trillion has been taken out of the equities market. That's more than the dot-com bust. That's more than the Great Recession. That's more than two years ago uh, with the pandemic recession. More money has been taken out of the stock market now, dollar-wise, maybe not percentage, than ever before. Some craziness going on out there. Um, but, you know, you have uh, fears of a recession and you have now a growth scare. So are we seeing slowing growth? Are we seeing these retailers that, you know, um, Home Depot and, um, you know, Target and all these other, you know, different retailers, you know, that have been announcing their earnings this past couple weeks, Costco, Walmart, BJ's Wholesale, all these different ones, you know, are they, are they slowing down? It's kind of mixed. Some are, some aren't. The consumer isn't necessarily. Retail sales were relatively strong, up 0.9% in the March for April, and the March numbers were revised even higher. So, you know, again, we have um, great retail sales numbers, but then you have some cracks um, in the consumer, like we talked about in our last video. You've got some uh, credit card balances that are up. You know, you're starting to see uh, maybe um, a little bit more delinquency there. So, you know, there's a mixed bag. There's a lot of uncertainty. We don't really know what's going on. But at the end of the day, um, if you are um, hanging on to your stocks with both hands, then that's okay because a lot of people are talking about once we get kind of through this indiscriminate selling that's going on, if the market sees, you know, some kind of, um, you know, peak in inflation or even inflation comes down or the Fed says, hey, you know what? We did 350 basis point hikes in a row. We're now going to chill out here for a little bit and see what's going on, um, which I said a couple weeks ago, I, I didn't know they, I didn't think they'd go over 2.25, maybe even 1.75. And September is a big inflection point considering it's a couple months before the midterm exam. Seeing what the Fed does, seeing what growth does, seeing what inflation, if it comes down, all these things, if any of it seems relatively positive with all the negativity that's out there, the stock market could absolutely rip higher and you'd kill yourself if you weren't if you decide to sell with everybody else, you know, here at the moment. So again, I'm not trying to get stock advice, just kind of painting a bunch of scenarios out there. Um, on the margin calls, by the way, we've gone from like um, $990 million, billion dollars in margin, uh, accounts of margin, down to about 770. So there's been a lot of deleveraging out there and we're seeing it in the stock market. So anyway, had a great time in the stock market. <clears throat> I'm sure you saw Bitcoin um, got uh, kind of hammered down to 25,000. 
Um, it went back up to about 30, 31,000. It, it was very interesting. I read an article how that was a courted attack. A hedge fund put huge, massive bets of billions of dollars to short Bitcoin. Then they went over and they, they bought and sold a bunch of this other thing called Terra and Luna and these other kind of, um, you know, uh, smaller crypto coins, which when they went down and tanked that coin, people then indiscriminately sold Bitcoin. So they, these hedge funds made this kind of poker play, if you will, and they, lo they lost tens of millions on the small coins so they could make billions and tens of billions on the shorting of Bitcoin. So very interesting to see all these games that get played out there. Um, I thought you would uh, be interested in, in hearing some stock stuff. Okay, so let's talk housing um, and, uh, and talk about the consumer. You know, with inflation out there, has inflation peaked? Um, have we seen peak inflation? There's a lot of people calling for it because the last couple of readings have been a little bit lower than um, expected. Now, um, you know, if you've ever heard of Social Security COLA, that's the cost of living um, adjustment. There is a 9% adjustment for those on Social Security. It's the highest since 1981, which makes sense because inflation's the highest it's been since 1981-83. So inflation erodes everybody's buying power. It erodes the strength of the dollar. It erodes everyone's uh, ability to purchase things. And of course, you have less money to pay for um, discretionary items because the things that you have to use, energy, food, cars, all that kind of stuff, rent, they keep getting higher. The data we're looking at, there's real inflation, and then there's the inflation numbers we see from the Fed. There's always gamesmanship that goes on with data. So um, I digress. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theory um, kind of person. All right, so let's talk about housing real quick, and then we'll get the heck out of here for the weekend. Um, uh, sales, retail sales, again, they surged. They went pretty high. Um, that's a good thing. That is, uh, the economy is 70% consumer spending, so we got to keep an eye on that. April housing starts dropped slightly from March, but they're still up year over year. Um, April to April. So we'll keep an eye on new construction. Um, we saw that uh, weekly jobless claims, still good, only went up to 218,000. That is going fantastic. April existing home sales, this is kind of a big one. They fell 2% from March, annual rate of 5.61, 2.2 month supply. That's a big deal. You know, about 90% of all homes sold are, um, are those that are from uh, existing homes. Cash sales, um, are up year over year, but came down slightly. So we're going to keep an eye on all this housing data. Have a fantastic weekend. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes, and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.